stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. 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 And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from here and there and everywhere wherever we're at this is the blue heaven podcast <laughs> what is going on dodgers nation my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram yeah i gotta look at my notes because i forgot what my name is guys my name is brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show uh, if you haven't heard there is still no justin turner as a dodger not yet not not, not yet. yet and and he ruined my prediction from last week i said he was going to be a dodger and uh, here we are. So, Justin, I have some words for you. But apparently now, all of a sudden, Marcus Simeon is back. You're somewhat more in the picture for the Dodgers. So we're going to dig into that a little bit more of the hot stove, more of the free agent bull crap. We've got a great giveaway with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles. So stay tuned for that. And about uh, whenever we decide to do it, uh, Brooke, I know you wanted to talk about some of the most uh, ridiculous rumors we've heard this offseason and kind of make fun of them. So that'll be a good time. And oh, so much more we are going to talk about today. Yeah. Don't forget, if you guys have some of those rumors that you want to talk about, because I'm sure you guys pay attention to the news cycle every once in a while, uh, make sure you drop in and let us know because it's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to laugh at. Uh it's been a slow off season, so there's been some wild stuff thrown yeah, out. For real. In the interim, we, we want to remind you: one, this is a podcast, so if you want to go to anywhere your podcasts are found on Apple, on the, the Spotify, everywhere your podcast is found for free, we do occasionally drop some bonus episodes there. Uh, we we dropped a Mark a chat with Mark Langell last week, last Friday. We're going to have an Eric Gagne chat coming out later this week. He's already up on YouTube. If you want to see things quicker sooner more deliciously subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash dodgers nation tv you will be happy that you did unless not uh before we jump into uh justin turner stuff we got to remind you guys we have a store the store literally supports people like myself and that guy over here i'm wearing our fine friend of the show shirt uh, you can pick up a friend of the show shirt. You can pick up the LFG. You can pick up Mookie Monster or something more on Gear Up at GearUp.LA. Um, we run it, not us personally, but our umbrella of companyness uh, runs it, and it, it's not going to steal from you. It's a good site. It, it, we send you stuff, and that's it. That's my plug for GearUp.LA. Go check it out. <laughs> Go do that. It makes us oh so happy inside. It makes us. You know, it makes a smile, brings us beer money or uh, seltzer money because, you know, January is a diet month or something like that. Um, I'm not dieting. All right. Look, we're 
I don't know how many weeks we're in on this 12, 13 on Justin Turner watch 2020 to 2021. How far, how far into this are we? I don't even know what day it's it is. It's been anymore. 84 years. It, number one, it's been a long off season just in general, but on the Justin Turner front, it seems to be going extra slow for whatever reason. Uh, you thought maybe after the DJ LeVay deal was done, you were like, all right, well, JT's going to sign probably pretty soon after that has not been the case. Um, and not only that, the rumors surrounding him have been kind of gone. Yeah. Like there's been almost nothing in the past and he's back from his RV trip. Yeah. So you would think that the rumors would be, you know, shooting up. <laughs> yeah. The, you would, you would think something, um, that's where you kind of, you kind of wonder, is this playing into his hands and playing into the Dodgers hands? We know Andrew Friedman doesn't like anything getting out. We saw it happen with Blake trying in that quite literally came out of nowhere. I mean, the Dodgers were the that the source to break the news that the Dodgers had signed Blake Trinan. And in 2021, that doesn't happen. Usually you have Passan, you have Rosenthal, or you have John Heyman trying his best. And uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was the Dodgers. So it's a little weird. You, you could think that something like that could be happening. Uh, I, I like to say little NDF likes working his best in the shadows. And uh, maybe that is a thing. Maybe they already have a gentleman's agreement and they just can't find the right time to to announce it and pull the trigger. I don't know. What are you what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but it does feel like the rumors that have been related to the Dodgers. There haven't been many of them, but the ones that have been related to the Dodgers almost feels like a uh, something that lights a fire under JT to be like, <laughs> hey, you sign now or you're not signing with us because we have yeah. options. Um, and it does. The timing does seem to dictate that. Of course, there's always going to be rumors. There's always going to be. The Dodgers are always going to be linked to everybody. That's that's just going to be the case always. Um, we, and we found that because we've had position keystone position players that have uh, been rumored to replace our current ones. And it's like, wait, we already have a guy there. Why do we need that guy? Um, so when you're looking at it, maybe those rumors are related to Justin Turner. Maybe not. I, I mean, I'm, I still think that he signs with the Dodgers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any reason to think otherwise, but I don't know. Is it? Is it getting kind of to an awkward phase with him and how long it's taking? I mean, we are, for all intents and purposes, we don't know exactly, but assumedly you would say that we're about a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. I think it's usually, what, like 30 days till or from the first uh, spring training game, the scheduled game. I don't know exactly how that works, but usually it's in this week you know the 13th to the maybe the 18th of february so we've seen the dodgers we've seen a lot of teams bring guys back uh or sign guys in february you're probably going to see a few more this this offseason going back to bauer you're going to see see somebody like that uh, a couple off seasons ago it was jd martinez the boston uh for the dodgers manny ramirez a few weeks into spring training way back in that fateful 2009 offseason um Right. But yeah, with somebody like Justin F. Turner, uh, the longer it goes, the more awkward it feels for sure. Um, so yeah, now it's hit this point where every week it seems like somebody is trying to light that fire under the Dodgers ass or under JT's ass, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> so we're going we're gonna to have a new segment. It's, it's going to be the same thing we've been doing basically off all off season but i decided i wanted to change the name of it instead of talking about hot stove rumors because there's no hot stove this is just going to be a section called reportedly so the dodgers were i like were that. reportedly in on dj mayhew even though honestly i highly doubt it and we talked about that last week it didn't really pass the sniff test for us um 
I guess they offered, what, four years and $60 million for the guy who's now going back to the Yankees for, what, six and 90? Uh, does right. that rumor pass the sniff test for you? Honestly, if, if you're throwing in the figure of the same annual average as the Yankees on the six-year deal, it, it kind of does. It almost is like the Dodgers saying, like, hey, we're not going to win this, but we're going to at least be in on you. Um, all signs from the start said that he was going back to the Yankees. Even when they said that the Yankees were far apart, you still had to know he was going to be going back. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing to me was that they offered him four years and 60. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty Dodgers yeah. offer. Uh, you're not going to overpay for a guy that you don't need. If he's willing to accept that contract, then that's a one hell of a win for somebody like DJ LeMahieu, especially in terms of the timing times up well with his career. You don't want him too late in his career. Um, so for me, if that's the case, if they truly did offer him 460, then I'd be like, yeah, man, that's legit. They did try to get him. Swag Daddy McGee checking in on Twitch says, why not make an offer to everyone? The answer is always no if you don't ask. But or it, I guess it's not, that's it's a not good always point. no, yeah. but you got to figure out. You got to ask first. Uh, Dodger D or Dodgered on YouTube. I guess uh, th this person follows you on Twitter because you made fun of it earlier. Remember when Jim Bowden said Nolan Arenado will be a Dodger by Christmas? Hey, 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 hey. good job, Jim Bowden. We're very proud of you for creating off-season headlines because, damn it, we need it. Like, literally, to survive, us two, like, like you, wait, there, you. I got to remember, it's you You Me. would normally be on the same side as you are in I IRL. So, anyways, yeah. Ah. But... He didn't say what year for Arenado uh, the E Ray eighty two sixty six says on uh, on the YouTube. So um, yeah, reportedly today the Dodgers are still kicking around the tires on the potential of bringing in a third runner up in the twenty nineteen AL MVP voting, Marcus Simeon. Um, I guess that would be the alternative. Uh, the alternative if they don't sign Justin Turner. Uh, does that pass the sniff test to you? Uh, it does and it doesn't. I feel like it's been framed by, and this is a, no fault of Simeon's or the Dodgers by any by any sense of it. It's been framed as a, uh, he can play third base, he can be your third baseman type of guy. I think in that sense, that's not realistic yeah. to me. That's not what they're, they if they were trying to do this, that's not what they would be trying to do here. If you're looking at it as a, we need this flexibility in the infield. We need to be able to move people around. We need the Kike type of person that you can still move around in the infield. Semyon's not an outfielder, so it's a little yeah. different, but it does change things up to make uh, Chris Taylor available more for the outfield, which kind of solves your problem. Um, if it's more of that, that I understand. If you're going to mix him in against uh, you know, certain pitchers, against left-handed pitching to spell Lux or to spell Muncie or to spell whoever in the infield, that makes sense to me. But if you're saying, hey, this is our third baseman, then I'm going to be like, that's not that's not what they're doing. This isn't real. That, that's as real as Will Smith playing third hey, base to me. Hey, now. Come on. Sorry. Words hurt. Shots Words fired. Hurt. I, Sorry, Will. I said it. I said it was a maybe outside the box op, 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 uh, opportunity. Um, you look at Marcus Simeon's numbers. He's never been good. He hasn't played very much third base at the big league level, but he's not. He he hasn't played it well. Thirteen errors in fifty games. Oh. One hundred thirty-four chances, just over a uh, nine zero four, I think, ish fielding percentage. He's not. He's not a good. 3b option and um again yeah if they're going to do the the optionality the versatility kind of filling that kike role 
I, I, as much as it pains me to say it, and congratulations on your your new bebe, Mr. Kike and Mariana. They had their kid last week, their daughter. Uh, she is reportedly healthy. Um, I would rather bring back Kike than get this Simeon guy because that year he had in 2019, you look at the back of his baseball card, and I wrote it earlier today, that's an outlier. That is a straight-up outlier. He's right. That's not, not, that's not he him. He doesn't get on base. He's like a maybe you know 300 on-base clip kind of guy. Uh, he had a 360 that year, and that was way, way out of the box for his norm. So if you get him cheap, sure. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm down, that, I'm down for that. And like you said, you know, all of a sudden you have more, uh, you have more opportunity for, for CT3 to be playing the outfield. But no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out on Simeon, and, and I agree. It's, it's kind of not not it doesn't sniff well <laughs> right our guy uh from twitter choice fielder says it really doesn't doesn't really understand going after Semyon because it's not a true upgrade and that's a really good point it's not an upgrade over kike which is you guys watched the show you know us well enough i think to understand where we come from and it's not coming from a place of hate but that's saying a lot for us to say that it's not an upgrade over kike i would rather have the flexibility of kike over anything that Marcus Simeon could bring the Dodgers. Honestly, I don't think it's that much that he could bring to the team. I don't think he makes us any better. Not that necessarily that he makes us worse. I just, I do not feel like it's an upgrade much like he said. Um, so that one to me is kind of a, uh, that's, that to me is, is, is like something that's going after JT a little mm. bit. That's what it felt like. I don't know how realistic yeah. that is, but it did feel like something that like, Hey JT better watch out. We got somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That, again, that's a scare him. You gotta, you gotta put a little fear of, uh, a fear of Andy Friedman, fear of Fleeceman into Justin Turner and be like, hey, dude, we're not going to wait. We're not going to give you four years. It's just what it is. Uh, come back home or we might go somewhere worse. I'm seeing a few people saying, you know, Chris Bryant. I honestly would rather see Chris Bryant over Mark Simeon, but that's just me. Um, the DH could be in play, reportedly. <laughs> right. Could be in play for 2021 season. We don't know quite yet. Uh, as soon as that came out, the the murmurs, the whispers, the rumors, the reports about Marcelo Zuna started creeping up a lot more. This happened just a couple days after our stream last week. Ozuna, uh, thoughts on that? Does it pass the sniff test for you? And uh, does is that a clear upgrade all around for the way the Dodgers manage their team? So I think if you're if you're talking about the way that the Dodgers manage, it does not. It's not what the thing they don't use the DH the same way that you would think people would use the DH. It's not just a big bruiser who hits bombs anymore. They use it as a way to flex guys around, give them a day off their feet and move people around. They used so many designated hitters last year. They did not have a guy that was their DH. Um, so I think if you're signing a guy who is specifically a designated hitter, mm -hmm. I think it does take away from what they would usually want. But that's not to say that they wouldn't do it. That's not to say it's not realistic at all. And obviously if you're getting a guy who, I mean, let's be honest, he had an OPS over a thousand last yeah. year. That's not something that you could just go out and pay for every single year. That's not always available to mm -hmm. you. Um, to me, the fact that they're even interested in him is more of a sign. I, I think it's. I think the universal DH is coming back in 2021. I think it's going to be here for the rest of my lifetime. Probably. Um, would I go after him? Ah, man, I don't know. Azuna is going to cost some money. I think that's what people forget yeah. about, especially if there is a universal DH because his value will go yeah, up. He's going to want some bank. And I think I said, Pablo, if I did say Pablo Azuna, I meant it. Now, what are your thoughts on Marcelo Azuna? <laughs> Pablo Ozuna is the guy from Backyard Baseball. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mess him up. 
who also hits bombs. Yeah, I mean, either way, if you get a bomb dropper and throw him in there, I would, I would still rather see maybe an, uh, an Eddie Rios in that DH role. But uh, right. I don't know if it's just it's what I'm used to, and I liked what I saw how or how I saw them use the DH last year. I think it's it's better to keep players moving, get some bodies moving around. Hope to hope to God they actually play Matt Beatty a little bit in 2021 because dude could rake. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them going outside the uh, the bubble of the organization. I think it would be Kike, or I think it would be JT, maybe Kike at, at the at the farthest end of the spectrum. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about uh, about your boy Ozuna. I mean, I, I like what he can do against left-handed pitching. I like what he can do against right-handed pitching. He, <laughs> listen, he is a technically a Gold Glove outfielder, which is a that sham award is and a, a travesty. Joke. It's a joke, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But you look at his stats, you look at the advanced statistics, he is not the worst outfielder. He is actually probably, arguably, about the same level of outfielder as A.J. <sighs> Pollock, which is really sad if you think about it, because A.J. Pollock has really gone downhill in the outfield. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it, it's a possibility. It's not completely out of the realm. I mean, even without the DH, it wouldn't be completely out. The problem is the cost, and he's going to cost a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's because he's gonna want years. He, I don't think he's worth JD Martinez money, but uh, I mean, he might. He doesn't want that one year. Yeah, again. he might be close to it, but yeah, I, I, he's it's not Fleeceman style at all. Yeah, it's maybe not. yeah, if it is one year and and uh, you know high AAV, sure, why not? But no, I don't think that's the thing. I'm go ahead. <laughs> It it could be it could be one of those things though too because Andrew Friedman has done one thing every year for the past three years that's out of his normal and that is signing somebody to a twelve year extension in last year and the year before that signing a Joe Kelly to a reasonable contract so that's not something that he usually yeah. does so you know maybe this is the one surprise that we get of the offseason yeah and uh, and and you got Pollock the year before no same offseason as Kelly so. Yeah. Could be, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe we're surprised. I'm seeing a few people saying uh, uh, Chico. They should sign sign Chico and have him play third. Come on, you can't you can't do that to the league. If you bring Chico in, it's just unfair. Yeah, Chico's a PED. That doesn't count. <laughs> he is a PED. Uh, Gr8. We got great in the stream saying, uh, uh, "Where is it? Nelson Cruz. What do you think about Cruz instead?" Because that is a short Nelson one. Cruz. If you're telling me uh, Marcelo Zuna versus Nelson Cruz, I'm going to take Nelson Cruz for a Atta couple boy. reasons. Number one, you can probably get him on a one-year deal. Probably could get him on a one-year yeah. deal. He's going to hit a bunch of tanks. He's going to do his job. He's going to do exactly what you expect the DH to do. Might cost significantly less. No, will he will cost significantly less. Maybe not in terms of annual average. He might get a pretty hefty penny for a one-year deal. Maybe not. Um, but... I would rather have that than paying long term for Marcelo Zuna because Azuna is going to want more than one year. He's probably going to want more than three years. Yeah. So, well, I don't hate it. I mean, he is old, super is old. old. A veteran presence, man. He he brings a gift to you. But he hits. You know, he hits. Uh, I see our boy Roach doing his job. He says, "Why don't the Dodgers just sign Arenado, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, and Mike Trout?" Hey, now you're thinking. That's by Christmas. <laughs> by Christmas. <laughs> Hey, we can throw some money on that because why not? It's our, our, it's not our money. Uh, I, it's not I see Logan Jones talking about Andrew Jones digging into the comments here a little bit, uh, and that's my segue to how weird is it to see Wilson Betamite Jr. getting a contract today with the Royals? 
You know, when I first saw it, I was it 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 was one of those things where it threw me off so much that I was like, "Wait, how old is Wilson Bedeme? He's making a comeback. Uh, like, what what year is this? Because I mean, he's not he's not old. I mean, Wilson Bedeme is probably not even forty yet by now, right? He's not, not old. A, no, no, because he was a little bit older, but I would say maybe you know, probably mid forties. Let's see. And he's low. 40. Let's see. I'm gonna say forty five. Low forties. Uh, 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 I Holy crap! He's thirty nine. There you go. See, I told you. He's, he wasn't. It wasn't that long ago that he was around. He could still probably play. I mean, I don't know what kind of shape he is, so I, I don't want to speak for Wilson. But well, uh, he was in great shape. He could probably still play baseball at he his wasn't age. In great shape. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played in years though. He's he's been out of the league for yeah, a while. Wow. So what, when he was playing with but the that, Dodgers, that made me feel. Yeah, weird. when he was playing with the Dodgers, you were like like three, four years old. Yeah, I remember it. It was a good time. <laughs> good times. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to stop here for a second because we got to announce a giveaway. We are back with our friends at Elite Sports Collectibles, and we are giving away a drum roll. Please blah, 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 find the button. An autographed Mookie Betts. Marcus Lynn Betts signed a baseball, and he wants to give it to you by proxy through Elite Sports Collectibles. So it's super simple. Why don't you tell them how they could win? Or do you know how they can win? I think I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote it how they can win. It's it's in the notes, so I should be able oh, to do yeah. it. But uh, yeah, Mookie told us that he wants us to give it away to you <laughs> after he gave it away to Elite Sports. So, you know, just, you know, through a chain of people. You guys can follow us at Official Dodger Nation on Instagram. Make sure to follow Elite Sports Collectibles 1 on Instagram as well. That's how you're going to win it. Tag a friend in the comments of our post. Uh, each tag, we're calling each tag its own entry, yeah. right? And you have to be following both of us. Yeah, that's an important thing. If you are not following yep. both accounts, yep. you're not eligible. Sorry, your name could be picked, but if you're not following both, we're going to go on to the next. Uh, oh. That was a burp for everybody in the chat. Burp, burp for justice. Yeah, we're going to go on to the next person and yep. pick them. That was for you. That was for you, Peanut Gallery. Uh, yeah, but uh, we mm -hmm. are going to announce the winner next week. So that'll be up on our Instagram uh, very soon. If it's not already, if Eddie's watching, he probably put it up. Yeah, uh, Mookie Betts. And Mookie Betts is in the stream. So, hi, Mookie Betts. I, I see Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. <laughs> Mookie Betts yeah. in the stream. For justice. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, despite it being such a uh, slow offseason, as we're calling it, a lot of crap happened since our last stream. A lot. Yeah. A lot. It seems like the entire uh, uh, free agency world kind of came unraveled in the past couple of days. Yeah, yeah, for really, for really, for really, as they say. So here's everything that's happened since we last stream. Here's everything that's happened over the last week. Just about everything. Of course, today, the big one, the Padres continued to signal that their in-house ace, Denelson Lamette, is not healthy. And they went and signed a, or they went and traded for a number four, number five starter, and the internet thinks he's an ace. Uh, they went and got this kid named Joe Musgrove, because that's a that's a human being pitcherman for the pod or for the Pirates now for the Padres. Uh, <laughs> four 
point three. Oh, an ERA over four three is his career ERA, so it's not very good. And I know, I know, all the the smarter dumb Padres fan kids are going to be like, "Oh yeah, well, his fielding independent pitching ERA is three point nine. Guess what? That's not good either, eight year old. So uh, I'm sorry, it's not a great move. But if we're looking at this, uh, perhaps unbiased. I don't know if that's the right way. If we're just looking at this deeper, looking at this from a Dodger side of things, I want to ask you, uh, rotation depth-wise, are the Padres now maybe getting closer to, if not potentially out-depthing the Dodgers in the rotation? It, oh, man, it's no. tough to look at this and not think that there's something wrong with LeMet. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. You, you thought that they were done after Snell, and then they go in and then add you Darvish, and you're like, okay, they're definitely done. And then they add in now Musgrove, and now you're looking at it and saying, like, I just... I don't see a scenario where they trade away this much of their depth because they have lost a lot of their minor league depth. Admittedly, they've done a very good job of making sure they've kept their top talent. So kudos to them on that one. It's tough to look at that, though, and say, like, yeah, Lamette's probably 100 percent. He's he's probably good to go. Um, Number one, I don't think Lamette is as good as his 2020 season dictated. And I think a lot of people in the world would agree with that Dodger fan or not Padre fan or not. Yeah. I think in terms of what Musgrove brings, he is uh, what's the best way to put this. He is a step up from Garrett Richards. And that's it. I don't think he brings much more than that. I d- someone had uh, asked if uh, on the uh, Dodgers Twitter, if he was, if he would crack the Dodgers rotation, if you were on yeah. the Dodgers no. and looking at it subjectively, I don't think he does. I don't think there's any way that he makes it onto that uh, starting rotation. I think he's a bullpen piece if he's on the yeah. Dodgers. So that says something about that. I Honestly, I think he's a step up from Chris Paddock. I think Chris Paddock is just washed. I don't think he's ever going to be as good as they hyped him up to be. No, I know for a fact he's not going to be as good as they ever hyped him up to be because they hyped him up way too much. Um, oh, man, I, I, it doesn't move the needle for me, honestly. It doesn't doesn't do anything more than I, how I felt yesterday about the Padres, Respect. honestly. Hey, you know what? Hey, the sheriff is going to be new in town for AAA because uh, I would, would not be surprised to see him, if Lamette's healthy, not crack that uh, that Padres rotation or even be out of the bullpen. But uh, that's, just, that's just my take on it. Anyways, hey, you keep doing you, Padres. They keep – the fans keep saying – the smarter fans keep pointing out that they, they still haven't traded anybody like any of their – they're highly touted, like super high prospects, which it's true. But all of those little depth pieces do make a difference in the long run. And that's what's helped the Dodgers build out into something that's been so sustainable. It's not always your number one, right. number two, number three guy. Sure, the Dodgers hit on Seeger. They hit on Bellinger. They hit on Bueller. They had that killer run of three. You know, Lux hasn't quite met, it, uh, met the hype yet. He still has an opportunity. But, but they... They weren't those are like the, the high guys, but you look at the different guys, the Beatties, the Rioses and and uh and so forth. I guess really those are the main names that, that come to mind right now. Um yeah, uh you gotta have those other guys. And those are the type of guys that, that the Padres are potentially trading right now. Anyway. Next topic. Yep, it's a lot it's a lot to look at. But next topic, I mean this was the uh, this was an interesting thing to me because this was a footnote in one of Buster Olney's articles. This is like back end type of deal. And to me that jumped out and I was like, Oh, uh, that's a problem. But Cody Bellinger still has not swung a bat because of his shoulder surgery. I mean, we are, what's the date today? January 18th. Getting pretty close to spring training, man. Is that, is that a concern? Is that an issue? Um, 
did he say i don't think he said anything about him being officially behind schedule i think that was always sort of right. the goal or sort of the plan i would not be surprised to see him you know pick up a bat in the next you know two three weeks um you know i'm sure cody's mom's gonna kick him in the ass and make sure he gets to the batting cages real soon and uh Right, and he'll be ready enough by opening day. I mean, we saw him still taking hacks in uh, in the World Series with a very recently dislocated shoulder. I'm not too worried about it, at least not yet. Well, I'll take your word for it because uh, that that freaks me out a little bit, given that he changed up his swing so much yes. last season and still hasn't had time to work on it. That's my biggest issue. Hey, I that think that could be a, uh, something that's honestly better for him he had so much Maybe. time he doesn't think he, with it he messed yeah. up the swing with all of that time between spring training one and spring training 2.0 maybe now right. it's going to be just just kind of grip it and rip it uh next up david price got everybody a little bit happy for some baseball because he had some glove pop happening he looked good the 35 year old throwing the 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 sports ball to a catcher at his I don't know what the hell it was some sort of magic home gym I would love to have David Price kind of money but um right what were your what were your immediate reactions to seeing David Price and uh, what he's chucking there Yeah I mean it's always tough to read how somebody's throwing because they're all big leaguers so they all look like they throw really really hard in videos um but just the fact that he's already back up throwing yeah it honestly Regardless of whether or not he chooses to play in the 2021 season, you expect him to be throwing right now just to be ready in case. So it's not necessarily to me something saying like I'm 100% pitching no matter what happens from here on out. I think he's still going to be safe. I think he's still going to be smart and he's going to make the best decision for his family one way or another. But it seems like he's leaning towards pitching in 2021. I at it. And that I helps. At it. That was him signaling his intent, man. He's saying I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, I wanted I, th- I think the league and the Dodgers proved uh, that they can make it through uh, a season, a COVID season, by being smart. Hopefully, it's a season yeah. moseys along. You start to get vaccines happening and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, just saying that. Jump into the comments real quick. Katie said it looked like the dude perfect building. I know, right? I was just watching it hella did. dude perfect yeah. before we went live. Uh, back to um, back to Cody real quick. Uh, my boy David here, Hig- Mr. Higgins, over on the YouTube saying shoulder surgeries. Uh, always sap some power out of guys. You look at what happened to Aegon. That is a very good point. You do yep. kind of have that worry. Um, I don't. I actually would love to have some power sapped out of Cody because you think he. I think his biggest change was trying to hit bombs and tanks after he won the MVP. Yeah, it could. It could be a thing. It definitely could be a thing. Anyway, <laughs> next up. Oh, there's something else up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys you guys probably read the news, you probably already know this. I'm not dropping anything on you. I don't need to tell you to sit down before I tell you this. Pedro Baez left the Dodgers via free agency, which is, number one, good news for a lot of people. But also, he went to Houston to play for the Astros. What the hell, Pedro? So, the, the first part of that headline, Pedro Baez signs elsewhere, my head... I just hear celebrate good times. Come on, because I hate Pedro Baez, and I've hated him for seven years. So this is the happiest, one of the happiest moments of my life. You know what? He did a lot of good uh, in in the regular season. You look at his numbers; his numbers 
prove that he should have gotten more uh, higher leverage opportunities throughout his career. But you know what? He never earned them despite getting into them so often in the postseason. But you have to to get the job done when it matters. And time and time right. again, he did not in the postseason across seven years of his career. He inherited 10 or, or sorry, he inherited 17 base runners in the postseason. He allowed 10 of them to score. Uh, that's not bueno. You you're really hurting your team. I was I was super shocked to learn that he had only allowed four uh, inherited Kershaw runners to score. I, that was just mind blowing. I thought it would have been like fifty seven, but um, it does seem like he did single handedly ruin Clayton Kershaw's postseason career somehow. Yeah. Uh, the other part going to the the Astros. No, that's a no for me, Doug. Like like you were part of that team. Um, I had asked on on Twitter. Or, or Dodgers Nation Twitter, I think I had asked, like, how long can you wait before uh, it's okay for somebody to go and sign with the Astros, specifically the Astros? And a lot of people voted never right. because that's just that's how we do. But um, it, we're still not we're still not out of that window. I would just say two, three more years, maybe. Uh, but no, I'm I'm not cool with it. On the other hand, we have the new one, <laughs> Alex Wood. Your boy Woody signed with the San Fran Giants. Uh, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, I don't know if it's the fact that it was so soon after Pedro signed with the Astros, which just it just felt dirty, didn't feel right to me. Um, but I, I didn't hate this. I, it's not a move that I don't really look at and be like, oh, how could he go to? You know, it's not like Hershiser going up to the Giants or anything like that. It, yeah. It's a move that is good for his <sighs> career. He's going to get a lot of starts. He wants to be a starter. He's made that very clear with the Dodgers in the past, and he tried to make it clear this year. He kind of talked himself into the rotation just with media, and then, you know, stuff happened this year. But he's going to get that opportunity. I mean, I love that for him. I think that's good for him. He gets to reunite with Farhan. I think Farhan's going to take good care of him up there. Um, The Giants need a lot of help, a lot of help, and I think they're going to get it with him. So good for him. Hope he has a good year with the Giants. Hope he has a bad, bad year against the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do like that. It gives him the opportunity to keep going. Uh, uh, I should say it gives him an opportunity to truly start. That wasn't going to happen with the Dodgers. And um, yeah, more power to him, man. I, I don't care what people say. That dude is a World uh, Series legend for the Dodgers. He uh, every time he picked up the ball for LA in in late October. He got the job done, so so props to him. Uh, I'll go back. I'll go back to back for you here, because I, I know you know a little bit more about it than I do. The international signing period was last week. The Dodgers, uh, per reports, and we're not doing reportedly anymore, but the Dodgers did quite well uh, signing some big name international players. Uh, what are your thoughts, and who are some of those players that uh, you can inform the fans that they can look out for? Yeah, I think there's a couple. There's oh man, there's 22 names 20? on the list, so we're not going to go through all. There's 22 names on the list, so we're definitely not going to go through it because we'll be here all night, and uh, I will mispronounce a lot of names that are uh, involved in that. Uh, Jesus Galiza is one of them. He is. He was one of the guys. This has been talked about for a little bit now. Galiza was a guy that was supposed to go to the Yankees, um, and. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to probably say this the wrong way, but the Yankees basically said the money that we promised you, we don't have it because we spent it elsewhere. So Gullies, a guy who loved Glaber Torres, who modeled his entire career after him, goes with the signs with the Dodgers catching prospect. That's something to yep. keep in mind because the Dodgers do have hella depth at catcher. Yeah. And when I say hella, I mean, uh, there is a lot of depth at catcher for explaining. That. So 
I don't know what they do with any of their excess catchers. They have Diego Cartaya, they have Kiebert Ruiz, they have obviously all the catchers that are at the major league level right now, and Dodgers less Dodgers legend Tim Federowich, FedEx, oh, yeah. if you will, is there and he is alive. I think he's more of a Rocky Gale type of scenario this season, so uh, don't don't look too much at him. But also, they signed a guy that people are pretty high on in Wilman mm-hmm. Diaz, seventeen year old, uh, also like Gillies, both seventeen years old. They think that he is a five-tool prospect, which at 17 years old is a really tough prediction to make. But number one, love his approach at the plate. Number two, love the power that he already has at 17 years old. Apparently, the ballpark that he's hitting at is already too small for him. Uh, Really good hands, smooth defender, can play anywhere in the infield if necessary. (sighs) The Dodgers just making splashes in the international market. Doesn't that just feel right? I feel right, Brian. I feel right. Uh, feel real right. What didn't uh, I think? I I don't remember any of the numbers, but I I saw I saw uh somebody mention, you know the uh, the scouting numbers on Diaz, and there yep. was he's like at seventeen, he's already like like a a, a you know fifty and hitting or forty five and hitting, and yeah, he just he's he's a six he's a sixty and hitting and a fifty five and power, which at seventeen years old is wild. <laughs> that that's ridiculous. That's pretty wild. It's definitely wild. Uh, it, with the names you all know and love, the arbitration dance happened. The arbitration uh, deadline. It's a very soft deadline, but I hear there's a pill for that. Your boy Cody Bellinger mm-hmm. got a lot of money, $16 million. He signed to a one-year deal. Um, Seager got $13 million. I'm kind of surprised. That's his final year of arbitration before becoming a free agent. Julio got, what, uh, it's like 3, 3.9, 4 points. I don't know. He got good money, and Dylan got just under a cool mill. So those guys are all locked up for 2021. Um, I like to note that the big money belly is going to be pretty stoked uh, with all of that money because he could spend it when he's not high during the games. So that's an important note for him. (laughs) But Bueller and Barnes, not so ready to take the money. I feel like the Barnes side of thing, they're going to come together in a middle ground. That's whatever. What are your thoughts on maybe – the two sides, Dodgers and Bueller, working on on a multi-year. Honestly, I, as strange as it sounds, coming from me, and this is not something that you usually hear from me. I think that they do maybe get a contract with Barnes on a maybe just like a two-year deal, not not anything extensive or anything like that, but something to figure out the next two they years did with it him. Last, they it's a did possibility. It last year with with uh, with Muncie and and they CT3. did it with Muncie. Yeah. They did it with CT. So it's possible it could happen. So don't don't hate on it. They might get a little bit of a discount than they because let's be honest, man. Austin Barnes will probably get some money from another yeah. team in need of catchers because catchers, good catchers, are hard yeah. to find. So let's just say that I think that the Walker Bueller situation is probably something where they're working on a contract with him. Um, I mean, he's R one, so you could save a lot of value out of him and getting a couple of years discounted long term in terms of annual average if you're going to sign him out for a decent contract. I don't think he's going to get like a 10-year extension or anything nuts like that, but he might be able to save some value out of him um, and make good with him going into free agency. So it's a possibility. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it is just trying to figure out the final numbers and it is just legitimately a little bit of a difference that they need to settle on. No big deal. It's not nearly as vicious as people think yeah. it is. It's not somebody, it's not a case where some big cor- uh, conglomerate corporation is saying we're not going to pay you the extra $600,000. Not good enough. I know for some reason people think that. It's not the case. Normal arbitration happens all the time. Nothing I think new. there is so. zero chance that the Dodgers go to an arbitration hearing with Walker Bueller. That's just definitely not happening. You, you saw it happen last offseason with, with Pedro Baez and Jock Peterson. 
It wasn't pretty, especially for Jock. Jock really got kind of yanked around, which is why we'll probably never see Jock Peterson as a Dodger again. But um, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been some comps on the Bueller side. Uh, you know, you see a few like I think like, like six and seventy or whatever. I, th- I think what, didn't, didn't Soroka sign like a, an extension or one of the Braves or Cardinals or somebody over on the uh, on that side of the clarity maybe I don't know. But there there are some decent yeah. comps and. Um, I think I think Walker likes pitching for the Dodgers a lot more than he likes going and looking for somewhere else. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. Does, do you know who the hell his agent is? I can't find it. Walker Buehler's agent. I, I could have sworn at one point I remember seeing him with Boris, like maybe when he signed, but that might have just been me remembering the Seager like photo op on opening or at Dodger Stadium afterwards. I I don't have no idea. Nobody knows. <laughs> I. I am not familiar with who his agent is, and it's not on sport, uh, Spot Track either, which is yeah. that's interesting. That's strange. Maybe he represents himself. <laughs> who knows? He's real, uh, he's real sneaky, sneaky. Let's uh, right. stick into a few of the comments here. Brian asking, uh, where do you think Jock lands? Go for it. You have three seconds. <laughs> uh, choice Fielder again popping in at just the right time says Jock is going to the Braves. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate a lot of things about that. Um, there could be a couple places that he's going. I could see him ending up with a lot of AL teams. I could see him honestly ending up with a lot of NL teams. But like Choice says, again, less expensive than Azuna, plays better defense, absolutely plays better defense, no doubt about that. Um, not going to be the pop that you're hoping for, not going to be the same bat, but it will come at a much, much better discount than Azuna would. So, yeah. I'll go. I'll go with him on that one. He, he convinced me just in this, those two comments, real quick. He's going right here first, folks. Confirmed to the Braves from Choice Fielder and Brook Me Three. Uh, our he boy San Diego, uh, who gifted us some nice. I didn't get a chance to get out to the office since, but he gifted us some nice three D print. I think you got one of the Dodgers things. It's in front of the monitor uh, on the desk. Oh, I don't know if you could reach it or not. It's hidden, but uh, yeah, I uh, guess not. I'm I'm not I'm not agile. Okay, you're not trying. Okay, appreciate that. Uh, you know, zero effort is the best effort. San Diego saying to mm-hmm. resign should we resign Yasiel Puig? He answers his own question. No, we have seen a, a lot of the Puig in there. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see Yasiel Puig in Dodger Blue again, and we should all be fine with that. He had his time here in L.A. and uh, just be hopeful that he gets a job somewhere in the big league so he can try to exercise. You know. <clears throat> some of his demons. Yeah, let's get him a job. He's fun to watch. He's he's fun in Major League Baseball. Uh, Roach pointing out that I am an expert in analysis, saying that he can go to an AL or an NL team. Believe it or not, those are the only two options. He can't go anywhere else. I mean, he could go overseas, I guess. Take that, Roach. What do you know? Yes, we're ve- we're very proud of your smart. Very good. You're hey, you, you, you have you have smart. enough brains to be a Padres fan. So that's saying something, Mark. Got him. Mark on Facebook says, let's talk closer. Yates, you think the Yates uh, murmur? I don't think we, we didn't mix in the uh, Tyler Yates. Kirby Kirby Yates or even Tyler Yates. Tyler Yates. He's, he's a friend of the show, Tyler Yates. Uh, Kirby Yates, you think anything uh, happens? Is, is that another one of the, the bullpen bargain bin basement uh, best friends of Andy Breedman? <laughs> That hurt my head, but yeah, I think he's. I think uh, the last I read that there were five teams in the mix for him. Apparently, I don't know who those five teams are. No one even mentioned an inkling of anybody, but I'm sure the Mets are in there somewhere. Uh, I also read that the Padres are not one of those five teams, which is interesting to me. I think that the Dodgers very well could be in on him. Like I said last time, last broadcast, last show, whatever you want to call it, fits everything about a Friedman project. 
That's true, and 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 it meshes with what they've done uh, so far this off season. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. All right, as we uh, transition from noted rumors and real things to uh, really ridiculous rumors, this will be a a new segment that we probably only do once, like so many of the segments that we say we're going to introduce to the show. Uh, I know you uh, you had you had some fun thinking up and and looking back at this offseason of some interesting headlines. Um, I'm surprising. I'm surprised none of these mentioned Nolan Arenado (laughs) by Christmas, but Give give us your best ridiculous rumors of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, the, the Aaron, I didn't write those down because secretly I think everybody wanted Arenado. Nobody just really wanted to admit it or say it. And I'm sure I said it a couple times because once I say something on a podcast or on a live show, I forget that I've said it and it's never been in my memory yeah. since then because who remembers stupid stuff that they say when a couple hundred people are watching? Uh, with that in mind, I think easily I'm going to lead with my favorite. We're going to start off strong and just and just tail off towards the end because that's the way I live my life. Best thing first and then just, you know, disappoint from there. But I think my favorite, and I think you guys are going to agree with me on this one. Some of you maybe remember it. If you guys watch the show pretty often, we harped on it pretty badly. Uh, Jim Bowden. <laughs> man, I, poor Jim, man. What? It's, trying. it's just who he Ooh, is. He's oh, trying. We gotta stop. He's trying, man. Jim Bowden suggested at one point that there were several different shortstops that the Dodgers could look to in the next free agency class to replace Corey Seager instead of extending him. Oh, you know, he could have said Javi Baez or, you know, a name like that. This was before Lindor was traded. He could have said Francisco Lindor. Let's just talk about that. And he did say those. But he also said Carlos Correa, (laughs) which (laughs) I don't know if you guys have watched baseball in the past couple of years, (laughs) but they don't seem to be on the best of terms with Carlos Correa for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh, he cheated them out of a World Series. Uh, number two, he verbally attacked Cody Bellinger uh, via media members because he told him to shut the F up and not, and because he doesn't know what he's talking about, even though clearly a couple days later it was revealed that there was a cheating scandal and that they would be punished for it. So way to go, Carlos. Uh, also went after Joe Kelly famously, which is also really great and proceeded to talk crap after that. <laughs> what, is, is Jim OK? Do we need to check on Jim? Yeah, he's uh, I think. So this is a hunch, and I'm just coming up with it right now from the top of my brain hole. I think every offseason, one of like the higher-up media guys, like the MLB insiders uh, quote, they say, okay, one of us has to fall on the sword each week if uh, <laughs> if nothing happens and Jim drew the short straw. Because <laughs> he has missed on all of them, uh, whether it be – uh, reports, rumors, or even links like that one is is egregiously bad because you should know the relationship. It was the biggest headline of the previous off season, Jimmy. Poor Jim, man. I mean, yeah, you talk about them like drawing straws to consistently fall on the sword. Well, I think they keep giving him the short straw on purpose, and he just keeps falling on the sword over and over again. Because I don't, I if you're looking at accuracy and efficiency, I think if you look at Jim. 
He's just shooting fish in a barrel and hoping that there's an actual fish in there. But he's shooting into an empty barrel right now, and it's not working out too well for him, we man. We got some killer comments here. We got uh, uh, at Power Fade on Periscope saying, Bowden is one step from Nightingale. So we'll go ahead and we'll get some cash money on that one. Anthony, our boy Anthony on Periscope saying, Correa can catch these hands on sight. How many times was Correa on your catch hands list? Like five, I think. Uh, him and Reddick yeah. are, are on there a yeah. few times. Yeah. yeah. I one day hope to heat meet them and Justin Verlander in person. We got another Jim, uh, Jim Horacek. I'm probably saying that one wrong. I've seen him a number of times, and I probably said the name right before, but you know I've been drinking. Uh, he's saying Bowden is a terrible GM with the Nats, and he's just making stuff to <laughs> hang on. Probably, yeah. That's that's a he's not a great GM in the big leagues. That's that's true. Good point. Likely right there, your boy Andrew thirteen, or sorry, yo Andrew boy. You messed up your name, man. You could have fixed that. Like, uh, Correa needs to learn how to shut the hell up. I, I, I concur. I'll give some. Uh, I'll award some points to that for factual statement. That's true. That's a really good assessment of that. I get that. Uh, another one. This, this is it. This is just in the past uh, twenty-four hours, right? Uh, what yeah, day is today? that was yesterday. Okay. Well, <clears throat> you go ahead and take this one because I know you're a big passing fan. So I. Uh, I don't remember the name of the guy who Hector Hector, Hector Gomez. Gomez, who is apparently some baseball guy that you've never heard of in air quote insider. He said, the deal is done. <laughs> uh, you know, come find me if you think I'm wrong, basically saying that uh, Luis Castillo would be going to the Yankees and uh, passing just shading all over him. It's like, don't believe everything you see on the Internet. Yeah, or, or don't, what does he say? Don't don't believe uh, somebody who's been wrong like every single time. I forget. I mean, it was just yeah. it was so beautiful. Like, I love. I, I'm not a huge passing guy. He's grown on me since he he moved from Yahoo to ESPN. Um, he's funny, but that was good. That was real good. He's gotten a lot better since he's been able to say whatever the hell he wants, yes. and he's been a lot more enjoyable since then. But it was also the same guy who a couple months ago said that the Yankees were going to sign Corey Kluber. Obviously, that didn't happen until this week, so it's a little bit of a situation where you're like, okay, well, you kind of guessed on that one and happened to land it, but good job. But that guy jumped into Passon's comments and was like, did we not predict Corey Kluber? Yeah, I, I think – what's it called? <laughs> really I good I think time. with Kluber, you, could, you have a, a – not even one in 30. There's maybe like a one in 20 chance you could have got that right. So sure, right. just just throw crap at the wall and see what sticks. Why not? Uh, that tweet also appears to now be gone. That said Luis Castillo had been traded oh, or was going to be traded. Got Eam. So <laughs> there's that one. Way to go, Jeff. Next up. Police in the internet for us. Next up, I know everybody has been enjoying the um, – Trevor Bauer saga and I, I use enjoying on today, which is clearly opposite day because it's been awful and gaggy and frustrating, but enjoying the Trevor Bauer free agency saga. Uh, what do you like about it? Um, I like that we get a chance to get a really deep look into the normal life of me. Nah, I don't care, dude. I don't give a crap about your daily routine in your life and what free agency looks like for you. I could give two shits about what you're doing with your agent, Rachel Luba. I could care less about Rachel Luba and anything she has to say about anything in life, whatever they're doing. 
it is not working for me. And I don't know if it's working for you guys. I don't know if you're interested in that, but I literally could not care less. I would rather watch Yasiel Puig paint a wall than listen to anything those those people have to say. Really, it's terrible. It's annoying. They really want attention from people. They're trying their best to get people interested in them. And they're just not interesting people. They're just not interesting at all. That's going to hit the clap button for you. Thank you. That was good. Um, Also, uh, if I'm somebody like Puig, and I think she only, Luba only has two uh, MLB players as clients. If I'm somebody like Puig, I'm like, hey, yo, are you putting in all this effort for me? Because I see you helping out at Bauer's new gym and and going to dinner with him and whatever else that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. Where's my job? <laughs> I thought Puig, your friend. Right. So that's where I'd be. Right. At. It's a really bad situation when the only contract that uh, Yasiel Puig has signed this offseason is with Rachel Luba. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Really unfortunate for yeah, baseball. That was a bad move. I'm loving uh, the comments here. Everybody says, uh, they said Rachel Luba is my favorite person in the whole world. Bauer is the best. Remember, it's opposite day. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. 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 Uh, we got Vutton, Vutton. Somebody on YouTube, we appreciate hanging out, says Bauer is annoying ass. So you can put together what that is. You got <laughs> this, this. That's another thing. A choice fielder says he's like, we're not actually brought into the free agent process. He like, yes, he is almost like clickbaiting you yes. into his YouTube videos because he knows nobody wants to watch him. He's like, oh, get an inside look of what I what I'm looking for in free agency. And he's like, I want to win. I want to have fun. I want to be a pitcher. And I'm like, okay, do you want food and water too? Is that part of your deal? Is that what you're looking for here? Like, of course you want that, idiot. Uh, Mookie Betts. So it's- Mookie Betts in the stream says, LMAO, go off, King. Or go off, Brooke. He said, go off, <laughs> King, uh, King, right there. Um, so Bauer was good during the shutdown last year. He was getting pitchers, getting players, getting batters. They were They were throwing live BP to each other in the middle of Arizona like desert next to a Walmart and all that. That was cool. That was fun. That was at least baseball content. Nobody cares what you're doing with your life, chief. Like make it more about baseball, make it more about the players. If you want to say you're this platform for players, zoom them, FaceTime players, talk about them and go get your ass a job. Even that Sandlot game that he marketed for like a week where he's like, all the players are coming together and we're going to play a game. And then all the like, mid-level prospects show up and play wiffle ball from a camera behind home plate. And I'm like, what the hell, man? I was looking forward to this. This is crap. Don't forget, <laughs> he's just don't forget. he's just false advertising all oh, yeah. over from his statistics to everything no, else about it. You know, him. in the business, we call this clickbait. We do our best not he, to. He is human clickbait. We do, we do our best. There are some times you have to maybe stretch the title a little bit to eat that month, uh, but we're not like blatant about it. <laughs> Yeah, he he bad. He bad. Boy, he bad. And they just get into fights with everybody online. Bad. Anyway. Um Yeah. You you also wanted to talk about Frankie Lindor, I believe. Oh yeah. I mean I get it. Okay. The Dodgers are always going to be involved in big rumors. I understand that. But the Francisco Lindor to LA thing I don't think was ever a realistic scenario, and I'll tell you why. This is the reason why. Corey Seager, that's the reason why. There was never any involvement in that. Didn't make any sense. I think their goal is to sign Corey Seager long term. I don't think there's been any indication otherwise of that. Um, Also, the fact that the Mets didn't really give anything for Frankie Lindor. They didn't give much. It didn't seem like they got all the value out of him. And, and, you know, if that's the case, it is what it is. But I never bought it. It was pushed often too much for me. Didn't love it. 
not a good deal. Whatever. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't the uh, the most fantastic thing. Uh, this final one you had mentioned the uh, the Kike returning. So I haven't seen that one as much. I've seen a lot of Kike linked to to Boston. But what right. do you got on that? Uh, I'm curious what your that ridiculous was a- rumor. Number final. I, I forget what the host name on MLB Network is, but you got to take a little bit with a grain of salt every time you see that. But his hope yes. was that Kike was coming back to the Aaron Dodgers, Reynolds. and we love you, Kike. Congratulations on your baby. She or he is beautiful, I'm sure. I forget what the baby she. is. I think it's name's, is his name Penelope. Is that what yes. it was? I thought I saw a glimpse of it somewhere. I forget. Anyways, Kike, you did a lot of stuff for the organization. You had a lot of big home runs. You had a lot of really big postseason moments. You came through when we needed you. You made us laugh, and I appreciate that. Go find a job. Go get paid somewhere. You're okay. Let the bird fly. He has a great agent that can help him get a job. Um, As soon as she's done Zambonying the floors of some warehouse in Arizona. Uh, One last note before we do sign off. Um, We've had a good start of the year over here. Uh, I mean, obviously, it started poorly losing Tommy, but since we've been able to use our platform a little bit and talk to uh, some great Dodgers people, one being a legend, and that yep. being Mark, Lange- uh, Mark Langell, friend of the show. But uh, yeah, we I just wanted to plug some of our stuff because on this live stream, we don't always mix in everything we, we do and other stuff. There's, there's different content we run around. That's why I always tell you, hit that subscribe button on... Uh, on YouTube, hit that notification button. Was that good? Was that close? All right. A duck. Really good. Anyways, that's a shout out for Doug right there. But we dropped the Mark Langell interview last week, talked a lot about Tommy, some great stories. And I would dare say stories that probably nobody or very few people have heard because, man, Mark's right. got some stories. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's on uh, podcast platforms, all of them. And it's also on our YouTube. But, uh, Friday, we had the opportunity to geek out a little bit and catch up with uh, your boy Dodgers legend, Mr. Eric Gagne, one of the best closers for dominant, most dominant closers for a, a stretch of uh, about three seasons, and uh, that was a lot of fun. He, we, I mean, we dug into a lot of shit. I, I definitely had my points of of trying not to overly uh, fan out with him because I mean that's a guy you grew up on. But what was your favorite part of right. of that uh, conversation with Mr. Eric Gagne? I mean, there were a lot of good parts with it. Like you said, it was just (laughs) we get to talk to a lot of people. And in this business, you got to really keep it professional. But with Gagne, it was really hard for me to not be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, is Eric Gagne? There he is. Uh, There's a lot of things that I could have asked him or that I really wanted to know. But I believe you had come up with this question and it was just beautiful. (laughs) And you wanted to know how Welcome to the Jungle, what role that played in his life today, because as a former closer who used to that song used to blast over the radio whenever he came in, it was a, uh, it got you hyped. Yeah. And now I'm like, all right, well, what do you do now with it? Yeah, that, that is, that is a, that was a, an, uh, just an epic time of Dodger baseball. So here's a little excerpt from our interview with Mr. Eric Kanye. Eric, my, my first Dodger game, my very first Dodger game, I got to hear welcome to the jungle Blair over the, the sound system at Dodger stadium. I was kind of young, didn't know what the hell was going on when it was happening. All I knew that was people were losing their minds and everyone was very, very excited. So I got to ask you, I mean, what role does that song play in your life today? Are you going to the grocery store listening to Welcome to the Jungle or what are you doing? <laughs> you know what? Not going to Walmart. It still gives me a lot of goosebumps. It, it really does. Every morning I wake up, I love hip hop. I listen to hip hop. I listen to everything, but... When rock and roll comes in and Guns N' Roses, I never started myself. It always kind of goes on autoplay and it comes in and it just gives me goosebumps. It reminds me of, 
you know, I had 84 in a row and I had all those three years that was amazing. And I never almost, I, I don't think I turned down a, the ball once. Mm -hmm. And I was really proud of that. And to me, I never asked for a day off and I was proud of mm -hmm. that. And the reason why is because he had guns and roses and the fans behind it. Give me all the best drug in the world was adrenaline <laughs> and the fans gave it to me for four, you know, every time I was at Dodger stadium and people ask you, how's it feel? I'm like, I'm not sure I can explain it. It's like getting shot with adrenaline every time right. mm -hmm. you go in the game and there's 60,000 fans going crazy and there's nothing like it. I can't even, I can't even go there because it's almost unexplainable. Mm -hmm. And you know, my dad saw it, my mom saw it, my brother saw it, my family, a lot of my friends saw it and they can't even describe. They're just like, Oh, it's amazing. And that's all we can say. It's amazing. It really was amazing. It was just goosebumps and I couldn't feel a thing. I was on the mound, just straight, pure adrenaline. My arm was hanging and I didn't care. I'm like, I'm going to go out there as much as I can and as hard as I can. And I think that's what it represents me. It just represents all the hard work, the fans, the mm -hmm. fans trying to encourage me every single day. It just reminds me of the fans. It reminds me when I was sitting there and I would get up, just get out of that little box that we have in there in the in the dugout i mean in the bullpen yeah. walk out of there the fans just get up i mean all right i can't i gotta be on my game these guys are watching me warm up and it was just a matter of time if i get in and it just they just took me and carried me to the mound basically and when i was on the mound it just took me to another level so we had a lot of fun a lot of fun with mr eric gagne uh shout out to my Gagne jersey behind me and stretched out Brooke because the camera is real weird whenever we do Zoom calls. But that was a lot of fun. That was just one particular part of it. You could see uh, I think Eric had a lot of fun with us too. So I do want to shout out uh, Jeff Snyder over at Locked On Dodgers. They, uh, they have a, a daily podcast, Dodger podcast. I don't know how the hell they do it, but props to him and, uh, and Vince. But uh, Jeff helped us out. He hooked us up with uh, – with Eric's Eric's number, he hooked up uh, Brooke with Eric's number, and that that was really cool. Um, I think that was probably my favorite interview of all the all the Dodger Nation things that we've done over the million years we've been doing this. That was probably my favorite. We've gotten to do a lot of them. We got to talk to a lot of really cool people and get to know a lot of really cool people. But that was a uh, that was my biggest fanboy moment of like feeling like a child again. Uh, so much so that I had to actually turn off my Zoom side so I couldn't see his face during the interview because. Uh, I knew that it was going to throw me off if I could see him and be like, I know him. So I'm also really glad he didn't wear his glasses or anything during it because that would have really messed me up. <laughs> yeah. So check that out again. It is up on our YouTube channel. It will be up on our podcast uh, or on the podcast host, all the spots, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that kind of stuff. It will be up and out uh, later this week. Probably going to drop it on Friday. Uh, if we get any news, we get any JT news, we'll be here live with y'all at some point. We've been ready. We've had our finger on the button this whole time. Uh, until then, check us out. Find us on the internet. We are Dodgers Nation. You can find us at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would mean a whole lot to us. Uh, we got uh, mostly daily-ish content going on over there with our our, uh, our news host, Mr. Doug McCain. You can find him there as well. He also hosts our post-game show when there's a season going. Uh, once again, check out the, the podcast side of things, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, Google Play, if that's still a thing, I should probably check that out. Stitcher Radio, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We live there. We do, allegedly. Make sure, again, you subscribe to that YouTube channel. We got stuff up there all the time, guys, like that Gagne interview. Also, Doug is amazing. He's the best. He's uh, If you know Doug, if you've watched Doug, you love Doug, of course. Guys, I am at BrookMe3. This guy on one of the sides of me that I always forget is RealFRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodger Nation on Instagram. Make sure you go check us out for that giveaway. You want to win that Mookie Betts ball brought to you by Elite Sports Collectibles. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for being so kind and so patient all year long, all of January. Congrats to you. Made it. Love you. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.